This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Father, thank you tonight for every single person that has come here trusting you, Father, to help them through a, an issue or a, a challenge, a difficulty, a, a past hurt that they're, that's holding them back, Father. And I thank you that your word sets people free. I thank you that Jesus came and that was one of his primary roles was to set people free. And so tonight, Father, we're expecting that to happen in our own lives. Thank you, Lord, that as we let go of the cactus, as you give us the strength to be able to let go of those things that we're holding on to that hurt us so much, Father, thank you that, that we walk into a life of liberty and we walk into a completed plan that you have for our lives. And we just glorify you tonight, Father. And even for those that are watching via live stream, thank you for moving favorably in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, why don't you just have a look at this? Hey, guys, I'm Jeff and Bill. First, we gave you Cactus Hand Grab, and now I present to you Cactus Body Slam. Green means go. Pull my legs over. Pull my legs over. Zach, help me now. Help me now. How many of you remember the message from Pastor Johnny? Beep, beep. So we wanted to make sure that we pulled that one through to tonight. But how many of you can relate to what you've seen happen there tonight? And I'm not talking about you jumping into a cactus. But what I'm talking about is, is having something in our life that causes us the kind of pain that that gent was experiencing. I want to say to you tonight that some of you have been hugging the cactus and it's been robbing you of the life that Jesus has for you. And so God is about to do something for you. He's about to set you free. He's about to give you the strength to let go. Now, I don't know what this bloke was up to. He wanted to find out what it's like to fall into a cactus. And he's helped me to understand that I don't need to do that test. I don't want to do that test because I can see that it's not, it's not going to end well for me. But God's desire really is for us to let go of the cactuses that we may be holding on to in our lives. What does a cactus represent? Pain. A cactus represents pain. It represents hurt. It represents things that we are not even, perhaps not even willing to let go. Things that we're battling to let go, and, and in some cases I know people are not willing to let go of certain things. And I trust that as we hear from the Word of God, that God in Himself will move in your hearts and just give you the strength to say, you know what, I need to let go. He can do that. God is alive. He's a cactus-hugging, delivering God. Amen? So the cactus also represents hang-ups that we have in our lives. Things that we are battling with right now, not necessarily always in our past, although the past has a big role to play in, in keeping people back from being able to step into what God has for them. But sometimes we're struggling with things that are happening in our lives right now, and they act as a cactus in our lives, and they create pain for us. And, and, and we just don't have the strength to let it go so maybe there's, there's someone here that's battling with a drug addiction. 
It's not that easy to let it go. Not only because you're addicted to it, but because whatever it is that's happened in your life drives you to do that. You were seeking comfort perhaps in that. And what you found is it turned out to be a cactus with very big thorns. And it's got you stuck. Maybe there are habits in your life that you're struggling with tonight, today. Habits that have been formed over years and you're really battling to let them go. You're really battling to get away from it. You desire to, but sometimes desire just isn't enough. And I'm here to let you know that God says that he sees your heart. He sees the fact that you don't want to have this life anymore. And he's saying, I am the one that sets you free. Perhaps you're here tonight and, and you're dealing with, with failures that have come in your past. Things that, bad decisions that you yourself have made. And they're causing you to, to uh, battle through a difficulty. You can't let the fact that you made that decision go. Perhaps it was a, a decision that actually put your, that, uh, uh, put your family in a lot of pain. Maybe the whole family ended up falling into the cactus as a result of a decision that you made. I want you to know tonight that God says he'll set you free. He can change that for you. And if you believe that, why don't you give God a shout this evening? Perhaps some of you are, are dealing with issues where you keep seeking approval. Maybe it's approval from a parent. Maybe it's approval from, from someone that you love. Maybe it's God's approval. I know that people battle with that. Perhaps you, you have a religious mindset that you're just struggling to break free from. You've been raised in a certain way and you know that there, there are elements of that raising that really are not for you today, but you find yourself being drawn to them in any case because they're so deeply embedded in you. Or maybe a new idea or something new has been said and you're grabbing hold of that, but, but you're still battling. You're, you're, you're teetering between that and, and, and what you've learned growing up. I don't know. There's so many things. There's so many things that represent the cactuses in our lives or cacti in our lives. Perhaps it's rejection. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and you were rejected in grade one and you're still battling with that. Maybe you've been rejected by your parents. Perhaps you've been rejected by your wife or your husband. I don't know. Your boss perhaps has rejected you and you're you're finding it difficult to look them in the eyes or, or to respect them the way that you're, that, that you're supposed to. And you're holding on to this cactus of rejection. I don't know. There are so many reasons. Perhaps it's guilt. That's something I know many people battle with. Guilt, things that they've done in their lives, something you did today even. You might have even done it on the way home from church. And you're battling with guilt. You think that you're not good enough. You're ashamed of that's another one. Shame is something that holds people back. And not shame of what people think because people don't know. Perhaps you're here tonight and you know that there are things happening in your life that you're ashamed of. You know no one is aware, but you know. And you know that God knows. And that shame is something that you're battling to break free from. I want you to know tonight that God is proud of you. You need to understand that because he decided to give his life for you even before whatever it is that causes you to be in shame, even before that would happen, he already looked at you and said, you know what, I'm gonna die for you. I'm gonna die for you. So he's here for you tonight. Perhaps it's depression. Maybe it's fear. 
Maybe it's uh, uh, past relationships or current relationships that you're battling with. What about an attitude? Maybe you have an attitude that you can't shake off. You find yourselves every day just looking for the negative in life. And you just have a bad attitude about life. Whenever you want to say something, it's always a negative thing that you're saying. And you're starting to get tired of that, but you can't seem to break free from it. Every second thing is angering you. Perhaps it's that, I don't know. But what I do know is that God is here to set you free tonight. Perhaps you're, dif you're having difficulty with people's opinions. Maybe there's a physical defect that you have. You're tired of hearing people say things or the way they stare at you. I don't know, whatever it is, but it's things that you keep holding on to and they are hurting you. Tonight is the night. We need to understand that having a past is inevitable. We're all going to have a past. We all have a past. When you wake up tomorrow morning, tonight would have been your past. It's inevitable, but we can learn from our past. We should not allow it to control us. We can learn from the past. It's healthy to look back as long as you're learning from your past and remembering how God has worked in your life. In fact, God encourages us to remember things where he has come through for us. But we need to beware of becoming so preoccupied with our past that it begins to dictate our present and our future. And so we're shaking that off tonight in the name of Jesus. I wanna tell you tonight, don't let your past define you. That's God's job. I wanna say that again to you. Don't let your past define you. That's God's job. It's God's job to define you. And God says, I don't care what happened in your past. I'm the one who sees you. I'm the one who approves of you. I approved of you before it even dawned on you that I should approve of you. And for those of you that are trying to earn God's approval tonight, I want you to know you don't have to earn his approval. He already approves of you. You know, we should not have unhealthy relationships with our past. And it's important for us to realize that what has happened, it's important for us to release what has happened in order to embrace our futures. That's what we should be embracing, is our futures, not the cactus. We shouldn't be embracing that. But some of us can't help it. Some of us really are battling to let that go, but not tonight. Tonight is where it ends for you. You know, when I was preparing this message, and just to let you know that this message has been brewing in my heart since 2018, and God has now given the opportunity for it to be spoken. And so you can see yourself, I want you to consider yourself being here as part of God's plan for your life. As you're sitting in your chair tonight, you need to understand that God gave me this word in 2018. It's the first time that I'm sharing this word. And so he's picked you to be here tonight for a reason. And why am I saying that? Because I want faith to rise in your heart. I want that expectancy to rise in your heart. I want you to know that when you leave here tonight, you will leave a different person. When I was preparing this message, you know what God impressed on my heart is that there are even people that are battling with past successes. Some people battle to let go of a success that they had in the past, and perhaps they're not, they're not living the same way they used to in the past. Perhaps they're not the athlete they used to be. Perhaps they're not the one living in the house that they used to live in. God's saying even that is something that you're holding on to, past successes. 
and you're battling with that because you don't see yourself where you used to be. And where you used to be, you feel that that was, that was much better than where you are right now. But you need to understand that sometimes, even though we go through valleys, God is with us in those valleys. And through those valleys, He can cause our character to be developed in a way that we could not have had it developed back in those days. Your success is not dependent on any special time or place that can never be captured again. The same God who was with you back in the past is with you now, and He will continue to be with you. So how did, how did this title come about? You know, I, I was watching um, an awards evening. It was happening in Hollywood. It was an awards uh, evening. And as you know, Hollywood is not known for its grace. It's a tough, it's a tough world in Hollywood. It's a dog-eat-dog kind of world out there. In Hollywood, personal value is attached to box office revenue. If, a, if an actor is, is a, a popular, then we know that their movies are going to do well. And, and so it's very important that, that they're always seen in a good light because that's what sells the movie. And it was in this environment of ungrace that Robert Downey Jr. was receiving an award for his contribution to the big screen in 2011. And he asked Mel Gibson to present him with the award. In the eyes of many, that was not a wise choice for Robert Downey Jr. to make. Because Mel Gibson at that time was at an all-time low in his life. He'd gone through a, a high-profile divorce. He'd uh, said some things that were considered to be anti-Semitic and, and the world really judged him about that. He was arrested for drunk driving. Really, his reputation at that time was not brilliant. But Robert Downey Jr. chose him. Why, you might ask. Well, let me read you an excerpt from his speech when he was uh, um, inviting Mel Gibson to come and present it to him. He said, when I couldn't get sober, Mel told me not to give up hope. And he urged me to find my faith. I didn't, it didn't have to be his faith or anyone else's as long as it was rooted in forgiveness. And I couldn't get hired, so he cast me in a lead as a lead in a movie that was actually developed for him. He kept a roof over my head and kept food on the table. And most importantly, he said that if I accepted responsibility for my wrongdoings, and if I embraced that part of my soul that was ugly, hugging the cactus is what he called it. He said that if I hugged the cactus long enough, I'd become, the man, uh, I'd become a man of some humility and that my, life would not, uh, that my life would take on a new meaning. And I did, and it worked. All he asked in return that was some, that Someday, I help the next guy in some small way. It's reasonable to assume that at that time, he didn't imagine that the next guy would be him or that someday was tonight. So anyway, on this special occasion, I humbly ask that you join me unless you are completely without sin, in which case you've picked the wrong industry. In forgiving my friend his trespasses, offering him the same clean slate that you have me and allow him to continue his great and ongoing contribution to our collective art without shame. He's hugged the cactus long enough. Now I know that that's talking about, it's another element, but when he said that I listened to that, that speech and when I heard that, that it really jumped out, me, out at me when he said he's log, hugged the cactus long enough. Because what God was saying to me is that there are, there are cactuses that I've been hugging. And he was saying to me, you've hugged them long enough. And I'm saying to you tonight that if you are finding yourself wrapped around a cactus, God's saying you've hugged the cactus long enough. 
And you know, if Hollywood can demonstrate grace like that, don't you think God can do that more for you in your life? Amen. Ephesians chapter four, verses 31 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, in other words, yelling and slander, speaking evil, be put away from you, um, along with all malice. In other words, to be spiteful and to be revengeful. Then it says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Here's what I want you to see in this scripture, even though God's showing us how to behave amongst our, each other, what God is showing you is that this is how he behaves with you. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't have any spitefulness towards you. He doesn't have any anger towards you. He doesn't have any wrath towards you. That doesn't exist for him. He's saying be kind to one another because he's kind to you. He's tenderhearted towards you. He's forgiving towards you. He says so as God in Christ forgave you. You know that letting go is a part of finding the recovery that you're looking for. It's one of the steps that we have to take to recover from whatever it is, from whatever trauma we're dealing with, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is tonight. God wants you to know that he is there for you and he forgives you and he is kind towards you and he loves you. You might say to me, Paul, but, but you don't understand. I need to know why. I've demanded from God a reason why I'm going through what I'm going through. Why is it that my wife has left me? Why is it that they came into my house and stole from me? Why is it that they held a gun to my head and took my car from me and dragged me out and treated me so badly? Why is it that I didn't get that promotion? Why is it that people are spreading lies about me? I need to know why. You may ask me this question and my answer is going to be quite profound. I don't know why. But sometimes faith is the only answer that you're ever going to get. You just have to believe God. You can't decide that only when I know why, that's when I'm willing to let go. You can't do that because you may never know why. And you may end your life holding on to something that held you back just because you wanted to know why. Look what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. He says, my understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything. So I can tell you this, you will know the answer to every challenge that you've ever faced one day. But don't wait for that to be the reason for you to move on. This is something else the Bible says. It says in Proverbs 20 verses 24, since the Lord is directing your steps, in other words, the faith, since the Lord is directing your steps, why try to understand everything that has happened along the way? God's saying, I am directing your steps. Why do you insist on understanding everything before you will allow or yourself to trust me? God's saying, don't worry about understanding everything. I'm the one that's mapped out your life for you. And whatever bad things happen along the way, number one, you need to understand, I didn't map that out for you, but I've mapped out a solution for you. How many of you know Eve, Adam's froki? How many of you understand that Eve is not really uh, someone that we would talk about an encouraging message? Eve is not really an example that we hear about in churches uh, where we want to say, listen, uh, you know, if you want to have a great life, let's just look at Eve. That's not the kind of message we use when we talk about Eve. In fact, Eve has a bit of a negative connotation to it, doesn't it? 
if your name is Eve uh, this evening, I don't want to, um, you know, I'm not trying to say anything to you. But, but when I think about Adam and Eve, I don't think I've ever heard a message about Eve to encourage me. I'm always hearing about what she did wrong. And I'm always hearing about how it's affected humanity. And I even hear about it in the Word of God. But, but the Lord showed me something about Eve in the Word. And I want to say this to you. So for everything that you've lost, God has already appointed another seed and another breakthrough and another victory. That I can assure you. When Eve lost, we need to understand that when they were, you know, when the whole Garden of Eden thing happened and the apple and the fig leaves and all of that, they lived on for a couple of hundred years still after that. They had a life. And they had children and, and you know, they had to uh, do what we have to do. They had to work and, and make a living and so forth and so on. And, you know, she lost one of her children. It was a pretty bad loss because one of her other children killed the child that she lost. Cain killed Abel. And when she lost Abel, even though she was cast out of the Garden of Eden, you need to understand she still had feelings, right? She was still a human. And she still trusted God. Because in Genesis chapter 4, verses 25, when this, when this tragedy hit her life, this is what Eve said. She said, God hath appointed for me another seed. Even though there was a shame in her own life, she still knew that God would appoint a new seed for her in her time of loss. And so I want you to know that God has already appointed another seed for you in whatever it is that you need to recover from, that you need deliverance from, that you need some freedom from, that you need a bit of time out from the pain that you've experienced. God has another seed for you, not just for Job. It didn't just happen in Job's life. We know that everything was restored double in his life. What about Joseph? He was cast out by his family, but he had everything restored to him and more. And so if you are in a place of shame, I want you to know that Eve still recognized that God was for her. Listen, you need to know that God desires for you to be free. God desires for you to be free. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28. This is what Jesus said. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. He was saying, come to me, all of you cactus huggers, and I will give you rest. That's his promise to you. Come to me, all of you who are experiencing pain and holding on to things you have no business holding on to, and I will give you rest. God does not live in opposite world. What lies ahead of us is not behind us. God lives in a world where the future is bright, where the future is victorious, where the future has breakthrough upon breakthrough. He's not confused. He doesn't live in opposite world, and he doesn't want you to live in opposite world either. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verses 62, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, look, God can't use you the way that he wants to if you keep looking back in your past. He's saying that I want to use you. I want, to, I want your life to be victorious. I want you to see everything that I have planned for you, but it's not gonna happen if you keep looking back. And so he's encouraging you tonight, stop looking back. And he says, no one having put their hand to the plow. There are no exceptions. God doesn't want us looking back. No matter who you are or what you've been through, his desire is for you to look forward. And you know, God would not desire for anything for you if he wasn't prepared to help you. And he is prepared to help you. 
Understand that hugging the cactus inflicts pain. And the tighter you hug, the more it hurts. And you know what happens with pain? Pain produces anger. Pain produces resentment. Pain produces bitterness. So the longer we keep holding and the tighter we keep squeezing, we're only causing these things to increase in our lives and we are causing misery. God doesn't want you to be in a place of misery. Sometimes we don't know how to let go. We're afraid to let go. Because the cactus defines us. Well, that's how we perceive it. Our identity sometimes is, is rooted in that terrible thing that happened in your past. And you somehow feel that you can never let go of that because it will change the way that you perceive life and you don't necessarily want that to be the case. You feel guilty because you might forget and you don't want to forget in honor of, of whoever it is that you don't want to forget. You know that people cut themselves. Do you realize that? Especially in the, the youngsters today, they actually cut themselves so that they can feel something. It's like they've become numb to life and they actually have to inflict pain upon themselves just to feel normal. God's saying, that's not your normal. I'll give you your normal. There's a difference between hugging the cactus and mourning. Don't let a season of mourning turn into a lifetime of mourning. There is a time to mourn indeed. Some time as a week, can be a month, can be a couple of years. The point is it doesn't have to be the rest of your life. Getting over a painful experience, this is what C.S. Lewis says. He says, getting over a painful experience is much like crossing monkey bars. You have to let go at some point in order to move forward. And God urges you tonight to let go. Why do we hold the cactus? We've already spoken about that, but I just want to deal with shame right now. Because I think shame is something that holds many people back. As I said earlier on, shame can be in your own mind. People don't have to know about what, what you do or what you've been through or what's happened to you or what's been done to you in order for you to have shame. It's not dependent on whether people know. Shame can happen within yourselves. And I want to tell you that Jesus died on a cross, the Bible says, and he took our shame. He died naked on a cross for you and me and took our shame. Do you know why he took it? Because he doesn't want you to live with it. He wants you to be free of that. Adam hid himself from God because he was ashamed. But God covered his nakedness just again to point out the goodness of God. Even though he hid from God because he was ashamed, God still covered him. God loves you so very much. You need to know that. He loves you. And even if you have shame in your life, don't let that be the deciding factor. Or perhaps let me rather say it like this. People feel like God is a God has shame towards them because they have shame towards their self, themselves. Think about Peter. When Peter, when Jesus uh, caused him to fish uh, a net of fish out of his boat after he was cooking breakfast with them on the shore when he'd already died and, and come back. Peter, when he saw what God had done and how Jesus had blessed him, he fell to his knees in front of Jesus and he said to Jesus, depart from me because he had shame. But here's the thing, Hebrews 12 verses 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured, he suffered the cross, despising the shame. 
And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus defeated the shame of sin. Unlike Adam, Jesus ended up seated at God's right hand in his throne room. And my Bible tells me that Jesus is the second Adam. And it tells me that I am an heir of the second Adam. So I don't have to take the shame that the first Adam endured. I can take the honor of sitting at the right hand of the Father. Quit hugging the cactus is what God is telling you tonight. How do I do that, Paul? Firstly, you need to desire freedom, and I believe the fact that you're here tonight is already a demonstration of that. You need to be willing to let go. You need to understand that the cactus is not your anchor. It's your Achilles heel. If you keep holding on to it, you keep holding on to bitterness and resentment and anger and that pain, and it will destroy you. There is no anchor in, in the cactus. We have to let it go. Believe that God wants you free. You need to accept God's gift of grace. You need to join a group. We have freedom groups here at Christian Family Church. Get involved in the freedom groups. Sometimes letting go of a cactus can be a process. God understands that. Certain deliverances are a process for us to work through those things. We have groups here that can help you through that. Discover your purpose. Why? Because it's so important to motivate you to move forward. Find a reason to keep moving forward. And your purpose is exactly that reason. I like what Tony Robbins says. He says, find something you want to serve that is greater than yourself. Tony Robbins is a motivational speaker. And he speaks about holding on to the past. And he says, find something that you want to serve that is greater than yourselves. You know that Paul, the apostle Paul, he had a couple of cacti that he had to let go as well. And uh, he acknowledges in Philippians that he hasn't quite, he hasn't arrived, he says. He says, but he forgets all of the past and he fastens his heart on the future instead. He says he runs straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory, the prize through the anointing of Jesus. That anointing talks about God coming alongside you and assisting you. And I close with this scripture in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18. The Bible says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, God says, see, I am doing a new thing. He is doing, and you know, God's doing a new thing every day. It's not just a moment in time. God's doing a new thing. He says, now it springs up. Tonight is your night. Do, not do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God's saying, forget the past. Don't dwell on the past. He is doing a new thing. And so I say that to you, every single one of you sitting here tonight and every one of you that is watching via the live stream. God is doing a new thing in your life and he's urging you, forget the past. Quit hugging the cactus. You've hugged it long enough. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.